Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, February 3rd, and we start with local news. At 7 p.m. Tuesday evening, Murray County Fire received a call to retrieve a body found in the historic fire tower in Santa Fe. County fire units utilized high-angle rope rescue operations to make their way up the condemned fire tower. The condition of the tower, cold temperatures, fog, and darkness made the operation especially complicated. On-scene command requested mutual aid from Spring Hill Fire Department to utilize a 100-foot aerial tower. Rope rescue equipment was utilized in connection with the tower to retrieve the body. Crews worked for three hours in difficult conditions to deliver the body to the family. The fire tower is a restricted area, not open to the public. No other information is available at this time. After Murray County was named as the fastest-growing county in Tennessee in the most recent U.S. Census, business leaders in Murray County say we're ready to build upon the momentum by securing the future workforce. Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance unveiled its new campaign, We're Ready, as part of the Align Murray Workforce Initiative at its annual celebration at Puckett's Restaurant on Tuesday night. Almost 300 business leaders gathered to celebrate the county's consistent economic growth and plans for the future. Its primary focus is to help our existing industries in Murray County and our employers continue to be successful by filling their employment vacancies, Will Evans, president of the Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance, said. Evans acknowledged that almost all of the industries and businesses in Murray County are looking for workers in some capacity due to the recent worker shortages in an array of industries since the pandemic. Our number one initiative is workforce development and talent pipeline enhancement, Evans said. The Alliance began its initiative to develop a strong workforce in 2020 by hiring consultants to complete a workforce alignment study. The study provided an in-depth review of Murray County's workforce and provided over 30 recommendations to improve the connections between educational institutions and the workforce. The We're Ready campaign is part of that effort to draw people and businesses to Murray County. Dennis Fisher, 2023 Align Murray Steering Committee Chair, explained the We're Ready campaign's objectives found on the new website www.murrayisready.com. Murray County is no longer our little secret. More and more families and businesses alike want to call us home, Fisher said. There's something special about living in Murray County. We're invested in ensuring the area has everything our residents need to make Murray County a great place to live, he said. He cited a few of the attractions that seem to draw new residents and businesses to Murray County, such as Murray Regional Health's Hospital and Healthcare Services, Columbia State Community College, the manufacturing industry, low taxes, attractive real estate, and its close proximity to Nashville and Huntsville, Alabama. Because of those things, Murray County has experienced much economic growth over the last several years. From 2014 to 2019, Murray County added 125,000 jobs and saw total earnings rise 15.1% during those five years. Evans shared a few more economic milestones for Murray County in 2022 at the annual meeting. Eleven new projects were announced in 2022, leading to the creation of 3,364 new jobs, $151 million in new annual payroll, and $4.83 billion in new capital investments. 
Three major economic highlights were made in 2022, including Ultium Cell's battery expansion, Fiberon's relocation to Columbia, and Brazilian professionals' relocation to Mount Pleasant. Those projects resulted in 820 new jobs and $593 million in capital investments. The chamber has grown to almost 600 members and has celebrated 44 ribbon cuttings in 2022. The county has also experienced small business growth. From 2010 to 2020, the county has seen a 25% growth in self-employed entrepreneurs. We are ready. We are ready to work, Fisher said. We've shown time after time that our workforce has what it takes to service a wide range of business needs from automotive production to advanced manufacturing to research and development, he said. He also named corporations that have made a strong name in Murray County, including Groove Life, Smile Direct Club, J.C. Ford, and Landmark Ceramics, calling the county an innovation hub. We are ready to innovate. Columbia State is committed to preparing our region's workforce to meet the demands of a modern economy, Fisher said. The school consistently partners with our K-12 schools and employers to celebrate growth and make Murray County an innovation hub, he said. Also, to the burgeoning arts scene and makers at the 12,000-square-foot Columbia Arts Building, Fisher said, We want to support your dream. The Align Murray Advisory Panel will review, prioritize, and implement other recommendations to build Murray County's workforce. The annual dinner ended with awards, including former Columbia Vice Mayor Krista Martin receiving the Chairman's Award for her service to the community, and Columbia Pastor Russ Adcox being announced as the next Murray County Chamber Board Chairman. Arriving at Ms. Leola Parham Schaus Beard's home last week, the company of family and friends gathered around her rocking chair, where she sat with a collection of blankets under her lamp that served as a spotlight of her 100-year-old history. Covered wagons drawn by mules hauling water for baths and laundry while coping with hardships brought by World War II was just living to Beard. During a recent visit on Sugar Ridge Road, Beard shared her stories with family and friends, claiming her part in the greatest generation, a term that describes people born from 1901 to 1927 who were shaped by the Great Depression and lived during World War II. On the wall in her living room hangs a couple of newspaper clippings, one of her mother, who was also featured in the newspaper when she turned 100, and another in which her mother is with Spring Hill resident Alicia Fitz's grandfather, who also reached centenarian status. Fitz, who is actively involved in helping Murray County document its history and engage the community in related events, organized the gathering that followed shortly after Beard's 100th birthday on December 4th. Beard, born to Frank and Lizzie Parham in 1923, said reaching this milestone in her life was never part of a conscious plan. I didn't ever think how old I might get to be, Beard said. That didn't enter my mind. I just raised a family like everyone else did. Growing up during the Depression, Beard recounts her story with no hint of accolades for enduring hard times, simply stating, everyone just did what they were supposed to do. Working and taking care of a family in which biscuits with butter and sugar were considered a special treat, Beard's demeanor is pleasant and her focus remains sharp. As she moves from one story to the next of the folks in her lengthy life, she mentioned the kinds of things she spent her time doing over the years, pointing to a stack of quilts she stitched together, one of them by collecting old handkerchiefs. Beard's son, Lloyd Schaus, a pharmacist who now lives in Spring Hill near the Thompson Station area, showed photos of family friends across the years, framed and fading. 
recalling stories of her son, Beard lit up the room with laughter as she told of a day when they ran out of dishes. A young Shouse used a high chair to climb to the counter to reach them. The chair got scooted over to the cabinet, Beard said, and then the crash. Every dish I had in the world. And what I did, instead of kill him, I just started crying, she said. Shouse climbed under the bed to hide, and the family replaced the broken dishes from Grove's General Store, dishes she still uses today. Before her home was built in the Sugar Ridge area, Beard lived in a small area near Santa Fe called Hilltown. I don't even think they call it that now, Beard said. It was a good place to grow up, though the people there didn't think so. But what did they want during the Depression time, she said. Her husband at the time and Lloyd's father, Hervey Schaus, was a sharecropper who lived off a wage of $1 per day, while sometimes being paid partially in corn. $1 a day was a pretty good wage then, she said. Schaus said his father and had siblings he had to help support leading him to drop out of school to support the family. At one point, Shouse said his father did the hard work of clearing new ground to plow for 50 cents a day. That's how the family subsisted, Shouse said. Beard always took care of the home, she said, and that was the work. It wasn't heard of for women to have a job somewhere, Beard said. But the work was always ongoing, Beard said, and she recalls the chore many kids will never know of toting buckets of water for the family to use. That was just typical, Beard said. We didn't think it was hard. It was just living. When Beard was in third grade, her family moved from Water Valley in Santa Fe with a wagon pulled by mules, walking the distance from Water Valley to their new Spring Hill home. Whooping cough was a major concern during Beard's time, causing the death of one of her younger siblings when they moved. Beard's father, Frank Parham, built the barn that now sits unused near what is now the crossings in Spring Hill, among other homes in Spring Hill, one of which Lloyd lives in today. Beard shares that one great memory was when her father returned home from the sawmill with a surprise, a battery-operated radio. Boy, did we ever have a crowd that Saturday night, as good as the Grand old Opry, Beard said, recalling neighbors showing up, tracking mud inside just to get a listen. Beard continued to share stories with terms unknown to many today, like Decoration Day, in which families would take bouquets and other decorations to family grave sites, a tradition that some still honor today. And of course, many have heard their elders' relatives talking about having to walk to school in the snow for miles. Beard said the walk to school was actually two miles in the snow, as her father would lift Beard's sister, Bessie Walker, up onto his back, while Beard followed behind in his tracks. During her daily routine now, she looks most forward to a visit from her postman, whom she befriended and has plenty of other visitors to keep her company, including a daytime helper. He usually shares a moment with Beard rather than just dropping the mail and leaving. As for how she's doing today, Beard enjoys living out the remainder of her story, one of a full life with her hope resting in God and a strong love for family. Ted Danson won't be standing behind the bar when customers walk into Omega's Market and Diner, but that won't stop staff members from calling customers by their name. Well, at least a name. We try to learn everybody by name, proprietor Omega Carruthers said. If we don't get it right, we'll try again. The reason, though, is because Carruthers, affectionately known as Ms. Omega, considers every person who graces her door family. We are the family you don't know, she said. It makes you feel important when you come into a place and they know you and may even know what you're going to order before you even ask. 
Treating customers like family and serving up delicious home-cooked style meals has made Omega's one of the most popular restaurants in Columbia. Tucked away at the corner of Woodland Street and Cemetery Ave in the College Heights neighborhood, the place may not be easy to find. Was it scary to open a business without a large following of customers in a place that is off the beaten path? Certainly. My kids asked me if I got old and went crazy, but I told them no. I know my gift, she said. I know what I asked God for, and he has led me to this place. I know he didn't bring me here to leave me, she said. Her faith in what gave the Murray County Native is what gave the Murray County Native the strength to not only open the business, but to thrive in it. Miss Omega said there wouldn't be a business without God and his blessings. Her faith, however, was key when she walked away from her job and had no benefits, no income, nothing, and opened the doors. This just lets me know that all the things that I've asked for and prayed for in my life, that God has brought it all to fruition, she said. I know that he's a good God, and my faith is always going to be a very important part of everything I've done in my life. This just shows me that God is true to his word. Do the best you can to serve him, and he'll take care of the rest, she said. Miss Omega's son, Sean Harris, said the food is exactly what he's been eating his whole life. The same food she would make at home for church or for pastors is the same food you'll order at the window and have delivered to your table. From fried pork chops or maybe meatloaf or chicken and dressing to side dishes like macaroni and cheese, turnip greens, fried okra, the southern-style cuisine doesn't get any better than what Ms. Omega puts down. Sean said his aunt takes the orders and keeps the line moving before she cares for the cat before, before he cares for the takes care of the cash register, food running, and other little things. As long as the phone gets answered and somebody's writing down orders, we're going to keep it moving. Mom does the cooking and I take care of everything else, he said. Everything else is a piece of cake. Speaking of cake, don't forget to order dessert, though most of the time it's the pie that gets folks talking. Whether it's pecan or chess or anything else on any given day, there is no shortage of sweet treats for everybody. The crew shows up at around 8 a.m. each day unless there's a special event or catering order, and they'll start serving lunch at 11 a.m. until they close at 4, just in time to pick up dinner for the family you know on the way home. The City of Columbia Public Works Department is hosting a Name the Snowplow contest. The public is invited to submit the best and most creative names for four of the city's snowplows. You can submit your entry via email at pwfb at columbiatn.com. The winning names will be assigned to the snowplows at the City of Columbia Public Works facility. Winners will receive a $25 gift card, an opportunity to have their photo made with their winning snowplow, and be recognized at the Columbia City Council meeting to be held on Thursday, March 9th at 5.30 p.m. Here are the regulations. There's one entry per person allowed. Entries are limited to no more than 30 characters, including letters and spaces, and only one to two words. Entries will be accepted and order received, and duplicated names and entries will be excluded. Members and staff of the City of Columbia are not eligible to enter. No profanity or inappropriate language, and no politically inspired names, please. Voting period is open now through February 9th at 3.30 p.m. Public Works employees will vote on submission names. Winning names will be announced on Friday, February 17th. Winners will be notified by phone or email taken from the entry form. Each of the winners will receive a $25 gift card. Winners will be recognized at a March 9th City Council meeting. Elementary school winners will have an opportunity to have their winning snowplow appear at their school. And the winners will be published on Facebook, Instagram, 
and the City of Columbia website. Murray Regional Medical Center is encouraging individuals to help promote awareness of cardiovascular disease by participating in National Wear Red Day today. The annual event provides an opportunity to show support for heart health by wearing red. Cardiovascular disease remains the number one killer of both American men and women, accounting for more than 800,000 deaths in the U.S. every year, according to the American Heart Association. Here are some more facts. Cardiovascular disease is responsible for one in three deaths in the United States every year. About 11% of American adults have been diagnosed with heart disease. 90% of women have one or more risk factors for developing cardiovascular disease. Since 1984, more women than men have died each year from heart disease. The symptoms of heart disease can be different in men and women. And most cardiovascular disease diseases can be prevented by addressing behavioral risk factors such as tobacco use, unhealthy diet, and obesity, physical inactivity, and harmful use of alcohol. Increasing awareness about the threat of this disease is imperative to changing these statistics, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. Both men and women should be aware of the signs and symptoms and contact 911 immediately if they think they may be experiencing a heart or stroke-related problem, he said. Cardiovascular disease can often lead to heart attacks and strokes where symptoms can sometimes be hard to spot and can even present themselves differently in women than men. Murray Regional Medical Center is recognized as a chest pain center with PCI by the American College of Cardiology and holds certification in the treatment of heart failure from the Joint Commission. You can learn more at www.murrayregional.com forward slash heart. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Gerald Ray Walters, 79 a retired conductor for CSX Railroad and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, January 28th at St. Thomas Midtown. Funeral services for Mr. Walters will be conducted on Saturday, February 4th at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Santa Fe Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Ms. Sarah Catherine Duncan Parks, 69, died Saturday, January 29th at Novent Health in Huntersville, North Carolina. Funeral services for Ms. Parks will be conducted on Saturday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Sharon K. Beard Teal. 51, cosmetologist, died Tuesday, January 31st at her residence in Manchester. Funeral services for Mrs. Teal will be conducted Sunday at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Godwin Chapel United Methodist Church Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Sunday from 12 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. 
and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny skies today with a high of 38 degrees. Winds will be out of the north at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 19. For your weekend forecast, we will have cloudy skies both Saturday and Sunday. The high on Saturday will be 52 and on Sunday 58. Overnight weekend lows will be in the mid to high 30s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. 
We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. More than 95% of people incarcerated in Tennessee will come home. I knew it would be tough re-entering society, and I figured I would need help. It's okay. Help is available. The new Tennessee Office of Reentry helps get jobs for people who have been arrested, charged, incarcerated on probation or parole. (laughs) Man, I'm glad to get some help. For more info, go to tnworkready.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee First Lady Maria Lee finished the first phase of her treatment for lymphoma and is preparing for a bone marrow transplant, the governor's office announced. While there are difficult days ahead, Maria and I have great trust in the Lord, Governor Bill Lee said in a statement. We, too, are praying that God brings peace and comfort to all Tennesseans who are facing challenges in their own lives, he said. The First Lady was diagnosed with lymphoma in August and began treatment immediately. Lymphoma is a cancer of the lymphatic system, though it can affect other organs, according to the Mayo Clinic. Despite the diagnosis, Maria Lee has kept some public appearances, which included attending the governor's inauguration festivities in January. Governor Bill Lee on Thursday appointed Knoxville attorney Dwight E. Tarwater to fill a Tennessee Supreme Court seat later this year. If confirmed, Tarwater will fill a vacancy left by Justice Sharon Lee, who last year announced plans to retire at the end of August of 2023. She is the last justice on the court appointed by a Democratic governor. Dwight is a highly qualified attorney who will bring significant experience to the Tennessee Supreme Court, the governor said in a statement. His understanding of the judiciary's appropriate role and commitment to the conservative principles of judicial restraint make him well-suited for the state's highest court, and I am proud to appoint him to this position, he said. Kristen Davis, a judge on the Tennessee Court of Appeals, and Tom Greenholtz, a judge in the Tennessee Court of Criminal Appeals, were both in the running for the pick. Tarwater marks Lee's second Supreme Court justice pick in as many years. In Tennessee, a governor makes appointments to the state Supreme Court, but under a 2014 amendment to the state constitution, the appointment requires legislative approval. Justices then face retention elections every eight years. Tarwater previously served as Governor Bill Haslam's general counsel and is currently a partner at Payne Tarwater Bickers LLP in Knoxville. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Can you believe we are only two months away from celebrating Murray County's latest Mule Day? While Mule Day always consists of the traditional festivities like the Mule Day Parade, the annual Columbia tradition typically begins with the Mule Day Pageant, where one lucky participant will be named this year's Mule Day Queen. This year's event will take place starting at 7 p.m. this Saturday at Columbia State Community College's Cherry Theater, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike. For more information and all other upcoming Mule Day 2023 events, you can visit www.muleday.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.